Hello, good evening, good afternoon, uh, good night, wherever you are listening to this program. Uh, I am Aurelio Porfiri, and I am the host of this podcast, as I am also the, the responsible of the newsletter Cantus. Uh, you can find the newsletter if you go to cantus.substack.com, and you can sign. There are different plans for paid subscribers, for free subscribers. There is also another one for founding members. If you go there, you will find all the... Uh, the things you can get if you become a paid subscribers, uh, but you are also welcome to uh, be a, a free members. So I am uh, very happy to. A friend, uh, Zinfira Polos, that uh, is a very famous and important uh, and honored choral conductor and that I know for some years now, I have to say. And um, so thank you, Zinfira, for joining me for this program. Thank you for this invitation. It's an honor and a great pleasure to join you. And I will be happy to have this discussion. Yes, because the topic of this this discussion is, do you think the kids can sing? Uh, this is a question that uh, many church musicians uh, uh, you know, they they have to ask themselves because uh, uh, some people say, oh, no, the, the, the kids, uh, they have only to sing. It's kind of uh, childish songs uh, or things like that. But I strongly disagree with this uh, uh, kind of uh, idea because uh, I have experience with the uh, with the choir I have in the uh, I had in the past that indeed when the kids are properly uh, trained they can really do amazing things and I think that you uh, that uh, work for so many years uh, in uh, Canada where you uh, still are uh, you, you you can maybe confirm what I'm saying absolutely I agree with you 150% <laughs> I will support in this um, idea because I work uh, with Hamilton Children's Choir. I'm artistic director. I was founder of choir school back home in Kazakhstan, uh, trained in former Soviet Union. And I will share uh, with you uh, one of the most favorite pieces uh, in Hamilton Children's Choir, Bagorodice uh, Rachmaninov. And that's really something move my choir and they singing with such a depth and soul um, i think this music required this level of music required techniques required like uh, training uh, voice training and also knowing background and sometimes it, you know toronto and canada uh, and hamilton uh, all these uh, cities uh, big cities very multicultural and country very multicultural and sometimes i have to explain to children for example we had uh last week a very interesting uh workshop with a fantastic uh composer uh, who has such a different background his name hussein jan mohammed and uh he has composition which he came to work with us um with my choir uh which combined uh, American folk song and 
uh, also uh, Muslim tunes together. And uh, we were speaking openly about uh, accepting different cultures, accepting different uh, religions, and it make my choir just more accepting uh, looking and also I explain it's not only diversity which we're talking these days so much about skin color or your nationality or anything like this but also the style of music what about uh, baroque and renaissance uh, and uh, all these styles of music also like uh, learning through these layers and accepting different cultures what can create more uh, smart young generation who will be continue yeah and and also uh, i think what is uh, important to to rem uh, to remind our listeners is that uh, um uh, western music uh, is advanced so much because uh, in the past there were uh, so many uh children that were trained uh, in churches as a musician and they when they have the talent they grow uh, becoming uh, very important instrumentalists or singers or composers or conductor or whatever so uh, the singing in church uh, is not only uh, for example for for, for uh, i'm talking of course uh, especially for church musicians but this is true also for other realities uh, is not only about uh, uh, singing in church uh, but it is also about training uh, people to appreciate uh, a so important um, element of our life that is music because you know music uh, can be good but can be also dangerous uh, is not all music is good because there, there there are some you know some singers or the the they they spread bad values through music, you know, and uh, and we know this. So it's very good that indeed through the good conductor, they can learn about God, about beauty, about uh, uh, good values that can shape their life. Absolutely. Uh, I think appreciation and not taking for granted uh, things in a life, that everything comes through this a very deep education and uh you know like it's uh i think let's um i will use quote from kodai uh and i think it's very beautiful let us take our children seriously everything else follows from this only the best is good enough for a child and we shouldn't lay, uh, lower expectations and uh the values to make just fun, fun, and fun. Uh, and the, the direction in repertoire, like uh, the movement and clapping, it's all exciting and it should be balance. Balance of style of music, but also like uh, giving, opening the door for children to something like a real deep feelings. Exploring this through the music. And it doesn't matter what religion you are. I grown up in Soviet Union time and uh, it, at the church and uh, it was really like a strict uh, environment for uh, all this. But we all in the children's course, we sang all this music and all this music, Bach and what is really train your voice uh, or Russian Orthodox music, a cappella singing. 
that's how I grown up as a musician. That's why I'm a conductor today. And I was, uh, my both parents, not musicians. And when I was, I don't know, nine or 10, I love to sing in this children's choir. I was singing 11 years in music school in our choir. And I know I want to be her, this lady who is conducting us, uh, Valeria Pavlovna Berezina. She was like a goddess for us. Like it, we were just was looking up and sing uh, Pergolesi Stabat Mater. And I will never forget that feeling because that was something really interesting music for me. And the way she uh, introduced us to this music, my parents don't know nothing about this. And at age nine, 10, I, I want to be, become a conductor. She just gave us to this world of music so rich. And my mom was working at two different jobs to pay for my piano, uh, that I can have a real piano at home. And I am so grateful today uh, to my parents that they gave me this chance. Uh, and uh, this is not only my, it's not my job at all. Uh, it's my passion. It's my hobby. It's my life. And I'm so happy. And I want to make all other kids who sing in my choir open that door and explore from uh, all different cultures, singing church music, singing um, a real deep uh, values uh, find through the music. I think it is very important, especially these days. It's not yes. only about clapping hands and uh, this is also good. It's also needed. I, I'm not saying like I'm doing yeah, a lot of church, this. But, but uh, outside the churches, uh, of course. Yeah. So it is something, some sacred place. Uh, whenever I go to the church with a choir and perform there, it's such a special spirit. Like you stand there, you feel different. That's such a different magical moment for young people to get quietly... But Zifira, I want to ask you, because you are uh, doing the conductor now for several years and you win uh, competitions. Uh, uh, as you know, I, I'm not the one that say that because you, want, you win the competition, this means that uh, you are uh, you are worthy of praise, but you are worthy of praise regardless of the competitions, because I know the wonderful job you are doing uh, with your choir uh, outside also of this uh, uh, competition business. But I want to ask you now, if you, because you have now a, a certain experience about this, uh, if you have to talk about uh, some uh, church conductors, okay, that uh, they are there and they want to start a, a children choir, and and they want to make this children choir valuable. So not having them singing the silly songs uh, uh, that uh, some people think they can only sing. So for you, uh, what is the first thing they have to uh, look when they want to start this children choir? Build a community. It's a community, and uh, it is trust. It is environment, safe environment for children to come and open up, to be brave, we have to create this environment. And uh, this is take uh, some efforts. And usually in, um, like I have a lot of students from University of Toronto, I teach as well at UFG, University of Toronto, uh, and I teach vocal pedagogy for choirs. And uh, I teach my students that it's so important uh, that you create this atmosphere 
friendly, welcoming, but also um, some students already working in the churches and they say like, I have children of such a big diverse age difference. And sometimes it's hard to motivate older singers singing with younger, uh, how we can do this. I think next leadership, leadership, uh, have older choristers, older singers, uh, be your partners, be your team, helping you to develop this program and uh, before you will be having enough children to divide them to younger choir and uh, older choir, like at different age groups. So at the beginning, I think that's important to involve these uh, older choristers and make them mentors, make them like, ask them to give them some uh, work that they will feel valued. And of course, like next step, it's uh, techniques, uh, real like healthy singing, and if we not develop that, so you will be not able to sing uh, uh, music of this level uh, and a cappella music. All these skills built step by step. Uh, it is like uh, intonation, tone quality, and that's involved like breathing techniques and vowel shape and affected by so many technical things. And it is great place to have like a proper voice lesson, like voice training for children and music education. It was always like so many uh, wonderful musicians comes from churches, like from uh, being involved from very young age. Even pop groups look at, uh, you know, so many pop singers. When you ask them, what did you do when you were a child? Oh, I sang in a children's choir in our church. And yes. that's how we build. And we're not, I think, also important to remember that as uh, educators, we're not teaching them just the songs. We're teaching kids life. And that's crucial how we can affect children in our journey. So, and I will go back again to Kodai. I think it's such a beautiful expression and uh, so valuable. Kodai wrote, it is much more important who is music teacher in Kiswarda than who is the director of the opera house in Budapest. For a poor director fails once. Uh, but a poor teacher keeps on failing for 30 years, killing the love of music in 30 generations of children. So it is huge responsibility working with children because we affect uh, their moral, their character. Uh, we build character. We can teach them uh, so many life lessons through this experience. Well, I, I want to, uh, to, uh, to share with you about something that... Uh... Maybe you can um, uh, help with a, a comment, and it's about this. Uh, I remember many years ago I was discussing with uh, a friend, and we were discussing about the the uh, to find uh, boy singers for the Sistine Chapel Choir. Uh, okay, and uh, he, he was a former. Uh, boy uh, singer, uh, Puri Cantores, you know, we call it in, in Latin. And uh, he told me that uh, nowadays it is much more difficult uh, to find the boys to sing because he say at this time, also the commercial music was very melodical in character. So even the people that, uh, you know, the, the, the boys that... Uh, uh, sing commercial music, but they were used to that kind of melodic singing. But today is much more difficult because uh, um, most of the music that uh, the, the, the children listen 
it's not really melodic. You know, you, you have this uh, rap, trap. Uh, I mean, that, that is a different kind of, uh, of music. So do you feel that, uh, uh, do you feel the same or, or not? I will say that um, it is uh, really affected, like even 20 years ago, when I came to Canada, like a lot of families were, were going to the churches and singing in uh, services, like it's creates some understanding like of, of uh, access to head voice and singing um, melody. But uh, yes, you're right, like these days uh, children exposed so much to uh, this popular pop music, which is in range of the chest voice. And it is, um, let's say, like the range of the pop music, which the children imitate today, affect their uh, sound so much because they don't have, so many of them, when they come to audition, they have no idea now to how to access to head voice. So you have to do all kinds of exercises to develop that upper part of the voice because it is not something they are using, but that's where they have to sing. So like, let's say if you're singing um, Anthem of uh, Canada or Canada in C major and singing, that will be like really go to uh, this speaking chambers, sing, speaking voice, it's close. And if you go to E flat major, a third higher, then you have to really develop that access to head voice and a beautiful tone. And um, that's, I think, as an educator, I also speak about even the keys, what we're using uh, for each age group. So grade 1 to 3, grade 4 to 7, and grade 7 to 12, that's building this access. But grade 1 to 3, I will work completely access to head voice, where this head voice lives, find that upper part of the voice. And it's very important because uh, what they listen today limit range and the tone quality in such a big way. Like people who come to audition for a choir, that's what, uh, if you ask them what you can sing, and that's what children sing these days. There is no, like on the radio, children's songs. When I was a child uh, back home, uh, we, we were exposed to so much children music. And uh, it's not these days uh, existing. Like it's, I don't hear on the radio that people play like children's songs. It's all pop music. And that's what um, they developing, like surrounded by all this noise. And also uh, th there is one thing uh, I, I I want to uh, mention to you that it is about the problem of tone deaf, no? Uh, so um, I have the experience that, uh, uh, and also uh, I read some studies about this, that indeed tone deaf is not really existing with the exception of very few people that have uh, some specific problems with their hearing, but uh, other people, they are not really what we call tone deaf. It's just that they, they are not uh, educated. So yes. their ear is so not educated that uh, they have a lot of difficulties to to catch a tune or things like this, but it, that does not mean they are tone deaf because tone deaf cannot uh, uh, reproduce any tune that you uh, play to him or her. So uh, when uh, this conductor that we are mentioning uh, will uh, meet some kids that uh, look like tone deaf, what, what they have to do? 
this is a great topic. It's a my life story I will share with you. I was uh, auditioning for a music school in Soviet Union time, which is like you have to be really calm and demonstrate like all these music skills and sing anything, play back, sing back, uh, clap back. And I was one of the shyest kids. And I remember my feelings. That's why I devote my life to search what happening to the instrument. And I was studying uh, uh, phonopedic method for voice development. That's a totally different topic because it's forced me how I can help children who is not accepted to choir or music school uh, and why and how I can help these children because I was one of them. And I'm so glad that on the second or third try, I don't remember, I was seven, I finally get to school because my parents knew that at home I can sing any melody. But I will explain what happened to me because I know exactly. I was so paralyzed uh, when uh, the teacher was singing with a big opera voice kind of, and I have to repeat that. I was terrified and I was frozen like a computer, like it just like, and I couldn't repeat, like I was so scared. And I thought, no way I can do this, what she's doing. So, and I was just like, speaking the text, speaking the words of the song. So, and I, and I was not accepted. Uh, but it is a huge responsibility as educators. I will tell you, there is a fantastic proverb from um, uh, I learned. And if you can speak, you can sing. If you can move, you can dance. This is my responsibility as a teacher to help child to find that singing voice. We all have it. Uh, if there is not enough uh, pressure of the air to vocal cords, energy, I call it for children, sing with energy. Hey, woo! And if that energy, like child just, you know, scared to produce for you right now, play the game, take a ball and say, okay, forget about addition, let's try. I will throw my ball, Pretend I have a ball and then you do it. Woo! Now you throw your ball farther. And if child can, I can, I guarantee you, like they can find this voice because they all use it and playground. And if child can do this, woo, siren, it's, there is no problem at all. So it's just like access to that head voice, take a little bit longer these days. And don't please label children that they're tone deaf. They are not. And maybe two, three, you will find uh, sometimes there is two ways for me. Uh, in Hamilton Children's Choir, we didn't turn away one child. Only for house problems. If I hear that there is an issue with the vocal cords, uh, vocal folds, and something wrong, and they have to check with the doctor, that's the only reason I will send this child to the doctor. But I have to be confident that I hear something. So it's usually like if you're singing in the upper part staccato, the sound goes <sighs> that can be something like as a skillful mechanic i have to listen but um there is really like any child can learn how to sing some of them will take time stay after rehearsal do different exercises i have one child who was not accepted to any choir in canada like in toronto and she came to my high park choirs one year she was monotone singing but I, I don't call it that way she wasn't able to match a couple of pitches only uh, by the end of the year she developed this skill i stayed five minutes after each rehearsal just help a little bit there and there 
And in two years, she was auditioning for musical in Toronto, with which auditioning all choirs from Toronto, and she get the role. And her mom came with a huge bouquet, and she said, everybody said that this child can't sing. And she's singing on a big stage today. So... Yes, and also uh, as you mentioned, uh, um, uh, you mentioned before, you know, the the the, qu the choir conductor has a huge responsibility because uh, it is not only about teaching this or that song, but it's about teaching uh, something that is bigger of that uh, specific piece of music, and usually what you are teaching, of course, uh, will clash with the, uh, the, the, the child situation or background, because not, we are not all the same, you know. Yeah. Uh, there are people that have, uh, I don't know, psychological worries or, or trauma or whatever. So uh, every child is difficult, is uh, different. different. And uh, so it's difficult to understand how you can approach that specific child and make uh, uh, he or her to be the best that he or her or her or she can be so um the, that that is a, a, a the, the, your approach i i really think is very valuable and uh, of course uh, uh, everyone that uh, uh, will uh, approach uh, children that of course have to uh, be in a safe environment and uh, uh, this is something that uh, uh, can never be said enough uh, they know that uh, they teach them not only about singing, but they teach them about something uh, that uh, for people that are religious is the more important. So that is about knowing God through music. That is something, there is nothing more important for people that uh, that uh, want to be religious. And so uh, it's a, a responsibility that is even bigger. And so we, we, we should encourage a conductor to train children to uh you know to 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 uh, improve this gift of uh, singing so that they can praise god with their voice and they can learn to know him absolutely yes so uh, I, I think uh, um i i want to uh uh uh, go to the conclusion of this podcast uh, and I want to talk with you about something we talked already in the past. So we know that in the last two years uh, uh, we are living in this uh, pandemics that of course affect all of us and of course affect the life of choirs. So uh, I want to know how you approach these uh, two years because uh, we, we had some... Uh, some conversation before, and I know, of course, you have difficulties uh, as we all as we all are at because uh, no one is uh, outside of this pandemic. So we all have. So uh, I want to know what was your experience and what what, what you can share about this. Uh, this is a really difficult time for all of us, and I'm my heart is off for all musicians uh, who really keeping our children through this time. And I think this is, again, our huge honor and uh, responsibility to help to get through this difficult time. And music is a wonderful uh, tool. And uh, what we've done with Hamilton Children's Choir, we had online, of course, uh, rehearsals. But if you try to do same way rehearsals as you did in live setup, 
it will not work. So we have to be creative. We have to think outside of the box and we have to think how we can continue quality and come back and recover from this together. So we designed a special uh, Syrian sight singing program, which uh, online program, and uh, we created some Siri uh, uh, six levels, uh, which we can introduce on the screen. We improved enormously our sight singing skills through these two years because it was a wonderful opportunity to have international guests as well to our rehearsals bring composers bring like people who can speak about church music uh, with your kids and the values from different country like uh, make exchange that children can sing other children from other part of the world and talk to them just talk about life and uh, share what they're doing and how they are doing and uh, maybe like if it's possibility to create some project online uh, we record children we, it was a new, whole new uh, idea how to make these recordings. We learn and uh, how to do virtual performances. And some of these skills and tools will stay with us. For example, in Canada, we have these snow days. Sometimes like rehearsals canceled because it's just like uh, schools closed and a lot of snow. Then now I easily can go, okay, today rehearsal will be online and we have all tools how to run that and who knows what will happen with this um uh COVID. like if that there is that's the end nobody knows and maybe we will go in and out for a while so mm -hmm. we have to look and not just sit and wait when it will be over we have to learn how to live in this condition and find so some, something good is also came out of this situation I, I think there is a, a lot of skills we learned through this. And also, like, it's pushed me to make even more connection with every individual child. For example, I handwrite cards for every singer. How special they are. How wonderful what we do together. And we have to be patient. And there is days come when we will sing again in the same room. But we can't lose our skills and we have to keep the name of the choir it's our responsibility together to teach younger choristers who just joining and some children in younger groups in Hamilton Children's Choir they're joining and they never sang live yet and for them for six-year-old kids it's like only what they knew uh, know now and online that waiting for each rehearsal and they're excited about it so I'm not saying that it's uh what I'm looking for. Uh, yes, I want to be in a room singing together, making real music and hear real sound. But to make uh, the quality keep going and our children still singing, uh, we have more responsibility than before. Okay, so thank you, Zinfira, to... Uh for the sharing you you have with uh, with us and uh, of course we uh, encourage uh, again uh, all church music conductor and not only church music conductor to uh, form their children choirs and to teach them the the good music and also the good values that uh, the two things uh, go together so uh, thank you very much uh, zinfira for your participation thank you for invitation and thank you to all the listeners. And uh, I remind you, you uh, 
that you can subscribe at uh, cantus c a n t u s dot substack.com and you can subscribe to articles music scores and podcasts and all the nice things we are doing for you in this newsletter so thank you very much and i will see you in our next podcast bye bye bye